Oh, okay, yeah, the fact that he was in the snow and whatever. Okay, okay, that could be. All right, I'm recording, guys. Oh, we're recording yeah. already. You don't well, even know what we're talking about because you, like, well, picked up in the tail well, end of that. But. That's, I, I tend to do that. I tend to just start it. Now, we will have to speak up. This room is kind of... Noisy. Noisy a little bit. Uh, so just, you know, speak up, project, talking to the microphone. Anyways, uh, uh, welcome back to Kind of Epic Show. I'm David West. That's what's in there. That's why I said talking to the mic. You were like, oh, sorry. I'm Edsel no, Kasoniak. I was burping while I was, sorry, um, Edsel. I'm Edsel Kasoniak. So we have a couple things to, uh, I'm sure they know you. <laughs> uh, we have a handful of things to talk about today. Uh, since it's just fresh, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Ghostbusters trailer. Is there trailers? Uh, both the domestic and international, which there are things to take away from both but uh what do you guys think of the trailer no i, I enjoyed it. it looks pretty good it's uh i don't know i don't know what else to say about it how, how do you feel about the trailer i no, i liked it i uh it's kind of interesting how they did like comedic actresses as opposed to actors like well that's how the first ghostbusters was too it was they were all comedic they all had a comedic no no actor. i know but no i'm just saying like they switched to oh which that kind of was t- a conversation earlier that I don't think you recorded that kind of no I didn't go, dr- anyway yeah I'm done talking about it. <laughs> but, but I think it was it was done the way they that they're putting the storyline together mm-hmm. is it looks like it's not really it's a remake but it follows the story of the last characters 30 years that, ago that's yes, actually what yes. David actually David was saying Which, that yeah yeah. Uh, for the longest, they're like, "Oh, it's a complete reboot." Yeah. But these trailers say the opposite of yeah, that. They're saying like, 30 years ago, this happened, and now." Yeah. Now maybe not... they might erase like Ghostbusters two. Yeah. Like maybe Ghostbusters yeah. two never happened. They might just not mention anything that happened. Yeah. Well, maybe the maybe the Ghostbusters were only around for that first one because they get shut down. Maybe they never were able to start back up. Sure. Um, I think actually. Like, you know, referencing actually to the game. Yeah. Because the game acts as like a sequel to... It acts as the third movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never played the game. They, they you need to. Up, they yeah. brought up that where they kind of shut down for a little bit yeah. after the second movie and then they started back up. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see if they take... if they kind of play on that same kind of role as they did with the game. Yeah, good possibility. And it's uh, the same fire station. Yes. So maybe... Who knows? I guess we'll find out in July whether or not it's true or whether they were just doing that in the trailers to make fans happy. Because I feel like they probably could have still had like the original Ecto-1. Yeah. And uh, the license plate still says Ecto-1 instead of giving it a new number like they have with uh, Ghostbusters 2. Well, didn't she say, a... too, like, in the trailer, she's like, oh, yeah, I got this car from my uncle. What if her uncle's Carl Weathers? <laughs> that would be uh, Carl, yeah, Weathers? Carl Weathers. Carl oh, Weathers. Wow, that's bad. No, um, help me out. Nope. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember his name. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. But, uh, which, which but the uh, Winston. what's his name? Winston. Winston. Yeah, Winston. Yeah, exactly. What if that's her uncle? You know what that, I mean? That like, would be that pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Carl about, Weathers. You know. No. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. That was one thing I noticed is that they they're okay. So it's not considered a reboot, but they're just like almost with the Star Wars film, they're keeping a lot of the same moves as they've written them. 
what made the first one so successful. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They, even though the all, well, I won't say all. We, yeah. The whole cast is an all female. Yeah. They actually reference uh, what's his name as a possibly an assistant. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, 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 yeah, yeah, well, he's, he, yeah. He's taking Janine's role. Yeah, he's the yeah, secretary. Yeah. Yeah, but there was a scene where he had yeah, to the jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't on him, but it was like well, he was about to get in. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. So they might do that. Well, Rick Moranis got in the suit as well, so to be fair. But I, I, I think that they're, they're kind of taking this, and maybe more movies are going to do this further on, instead of just doing a reboot like they did in the Dawn of the Dead and other movies like that, where they retell the story. They're going to do a reboot, but just have like, re, like history repeats itself just in a different language. Yeah, I'd be all right with that, yeah. Yeah, because I think it... it there's like really good remakes and there's really bad remakes yeah. but if you and there's always been that critique that like people are just doing this because Hollywood is running out of ideas but I think that they're doing this is cool because it's a hybrid it's, yeah. it feels like a remake but really it's almost an original storyline yeah. which people complained about with The Force Awakens yeah but I think they did it fantastically yeah they had every beat that was reminiscent that made you enjoy the first one yeah. and just brought them back you know and this, is, and this is another movie that's uh, it was 30 years ago so it will having those key features that made the first one so great and putting it in this reminds people that you know were fans of the original first one and uh, the people that are in the Santa Silence that are like the second one uh, I, I like Ghostbusters too I'm just throwing that out there it's not a bad movie yeah. I mean, it's not like Wayne's World 2 where they just repeated the same jokes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a place in Marvel because I was actually like born when Ghostbusters 2 came out. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. Anyways, but, such, but, but I think that be, having that in there will bring the old fans back because mm-hmm. it will it will remind them of like memories that they had seeing the first and second movie. Yeah. And then it will bring kind of like the next generation in. Just like with Star Wars, you like, I remember what was it, uh, Chrysler? Had a commercial where they had oh yeah the, the every other scene. commercial yeah, yeah. The father yeah. Star Wars and then he's taking his son to see Star yeah. Wars yeah. it's kind of like one of those things so I think there that's a very functional thing a functional aspect that this movie and Star Wars bring to the field and I hopefully they do do more yeah I'd be completely all right so. with that. Um, knowing the surviving cast uh, from the original Ghostbusters, unfortunately, Harold Ramis passed away, but um, which probably killed all hopes of what a third Ghostbusters, yeah, like a Ghostbusters three could have been. But uh, everybody else is cameoing in this film, minus uh, Rick Moranis. But everybody else, even Sigourney Weaver, is making a cameo in this movie. Will they be their characters? To be seen. See, that's what I was saying, yeah. I think if uh, if they do, if they make cameos, but it's different characters, that would solidify that it is a remake. Yeah. Um, if they come back and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd come in a full Ghostbuster outfits, <laughs> then we're like, great, this is yeah. like a sequel movie. They're just retelling some stuff. Yeah. Like, so I think it would be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, sure. uh, I would be all right if, like, say Dan Aykroyd like sold them the, the firehouse or something, you know, just something small like that, and like, yeah, I have no use for this anymore, take it or something like that. 
Or like Etzel said with uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah, with Carl Weathers. <laughs> oh, they couldn't even get Carl Weathers back for Creed. I doubt they could get it for a movie that he wasn't in. <laughs> um, but uh, be kind of, it would be kind of neat if there was that kind of legacy to it, you know? I think you yeah, did. Yeah. I, I disagree with that. I really like Winston. Hell, I named my dog after Winston. I, I like Winston, but he didn't, a lot of people say, and I kind of agree, that he didn't get the part that he should have. Like, he should have gotten more, like, more lines, yeah. more involvement with the cast. Um, oh. Even Bill Murray said, like, I'm not going to do another Ghostbusters movie yeah. unless Hudson gets more of a part in the script. Yeah. So, but now with... Uh, Johnson? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I don't ask me. She's um, <laughs> a solid yeah. comedian slash actress. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And what's even weirder is that she's not an actual like cast member. She's just like a guest cast member on SNL. I yeah. think she's like, solid for that part. And I hope that she kind of like, I think she will, based on those trailers, break that yeah. sort of barrier that the other girls She's still filling in that same role that Winston had. She's the New Yorker. She's yeah. the she's the not ex, ex, you know, experienced in the fields that all the other yeah yeah. Crew, but she's, she's the everyman, which yeah. what Winston was. Winston yeah. was Winston was our way into the Ghostbusters. Yeah, they have all the same sort of characters that the other the other original cast had. Yeah. Um, again, it all kind of contributes to the feel of like the original film. Yeah, but I think they're gonna. Uh, I was just thinking while we were talking about Ernie Hudson I, I still I love his speech when him and Dan Aykroyd are in the in Ecto-1 and they're talking about the, the apocalypse and the yeah, the, the red moon yeah like it's so eerie but at the same time you know it kind of reminds me of the, the Twilight Zone like that yeah. same like scene oh for Dan sure Dan Aykroyd sitting in the uh, in, in the ambulance uh huh I don't. I don't remember either. I think it's another kind of famous actor, two famous actor. At yeah. Kind of has that same like eerie. Uh huh. It's with the whole theme. Like it's like the one time where they're serious in the movie. You know. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um. One thing that this movie is causing, there's been a lot of reaction on the internet, a lot of hate to this movie. Really? Yeah. There's a ton. Yeah. It's part of the internet that doesn't know how to adapt and is still, you know, sitting in their mom's basement. Yeah, there's always going to be trolls. I mean, I, I say that this is the generation of trolls. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but it, I'm wondering how, like, it seems like it's genuine hatred that it's a female cast. I, I can't tell if it's for the we, uh, female cast or the fact that they're remaking Ghostbusters. Probably a little of both, I mean... Broad City? Broad, is it Broad City? Yeah. Okay. Broad yeah. City. Okay. That's another one that's like, it's, it's a female cast, and like, it was like, oh, it's here just for women. And it's like, I just watched the. I, I hear, I hear it's a good thing. Good, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't watched it. I hear it's yeah, wonderful. It's fantastic. I mean, it, it gives you. Wait, like, like, I, I've heard people say it's like, it's like, 
gross trying to be workaholics, yeah. and I'm just like, well, maybe. It's, but, but it's good. No, I mean, I, I like it. It's a good show. I agree. It's really yeah. more of just like a perspective of like the working person in New York City because when you see like shows like Sex and the City, well, they got other because well, they they compared that too. There was a lot of shows like that because they were comparing it to like girls. There's Broad City. There's they they did one more too. They named one more. Oh, like New Girl. Or no, not New Girl. New Girls not, are primarily male cast. Girl. Well, to they be were fair. talking about New Girl, <laughs> but they were talking about how they were different from New Girl. Or like <clears throat> they were saying that New Girl, she's like the innocent, you know, like well, she has how been... women need to be portrayed. And then you have shows like Girls and Broad City. What was the other one? It's driving me crazy. I can't forget what the other one was. But there was one more, and it's like the new, the new comedic female. Hell, uh, uh, but anyway, just, just yeah. because you brought up New Girl, they haven't had Zoe Deschanel on there. Oh for yeah, the past she five was, episodes. yeah, she's on maternity leave. Yeah, because yeah, she's on maternity leave. They had her in jury duty on the show, and they they replaced her with Megan Fox. But, oh, I didn't know they replaced her with Megan yeah, Fox. Yeah. I haven't watched. But, it. I mean, it was uh, still primarily about the the guys during that time. It was just like their their chance to shine. But yeah, going back on topic of the of the fact that they were getting a lot. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not sold that it's uh, that they're doing this just for diversity's sake. Yeah. Well, look at the director, Paul Feig. Yeah. He's worked with these these girls many times, Bridesmaids, Spy, a handful of other things. Uh, he obviously trusts this cast. Uh, why not? You look at that pedigree. I actually really enjoyed Spy. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I was like, oh, Melissa McCarthy. Well, I like Bridesmaids better than Spy. I mean, yeah, yeah true. Um, but you look at the cast, how can you complain? Yeah, the cast is solid. And why, I mean, it's something kind of, it's different. Yeah. Like, this is a mainstream movie that has flipped the, the sexes of the characters, uh, keeping the feel of the original, like, the, kind of the characters in the original one. Uh, but why not have a flip side? Uh, I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to, like, just complain crap on the whole Ghostbuster franchise. Yeah. And ruin the whole thing. The trailer was solid. Also, they're very uh, self-aware. Hold on, let me pull this up real fast. I have a picture of it on my phone. Uh, There's a nice little Easter egg in the trailer itself. Oh, come on, Logan. Where is that? There you go. When they're on, when oh, they're in yeah, Times Square, there's a hostess billboard that just has a, a Twinkie on it, and that's a big, and then the Does image it say of the hostess Twinkie. Still? Yeah, hostess doesn't even exist yeah, they anymore. Do. Though. They're back. No, they. Uh, yeah, they're back. They're back. Yeah, they've been back. back. They've been back for a while. Oh, okay. I think it's another company that. Owns yeah, it. yeah. They they bought they bought they bought all the recipes and the the name. Okay. Yeah. Because when they went under. The copyright was just gone. Yeah, yeah. So anyone could just make that yeah. up. You could just make Twinkies. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. How did yeah. I not know about this? The, the copyright was just it was access to the company went under. It was it was, it was negated. So technically anyone could just yeah. Make I think and then so just another company bought maybe, all those recipes. Maybe test. Maybe Tasty oh, Cakes. Wow. It might have been Tasty Cakes at the bottom. I don't remember. It was another. Another company like that at the bottom. From, from my knowledge, the, the, what happened, 
they went under, and then another company bought the rights to, like you were saying, to yeah. the recipe and everything, and it wasn't called Twinkies for a while. Yeah. And then they got the copyright going again, yeah. and then boom, they're saying Twinkies again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, little Debbie's or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so. Yeah, this, diversity. So this Back to Ghostbusters. This is my point here. So, I don't understand why people are trolling on the fact that we have all female cast here when we have the. There's always complaints about the, the glass ceiling, and then also taking on another perspective of like Black Lives Matter and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's like, I don't feel we're going to be able to get through the gender stratification and the fact that you know, women are being paid less than men unless we do stuff like this to make a valid point. Yeah. To like expose, basically expose the fact that women can also play the role as men. Mm-hmm. Same role. Yeah. And that's what they're doing with this. How can you say like, oh, we, you can't take these characters and like, so what if you feel like you're, well, I mean, okay, that's, that's not out, but it, I feel like this makes a statement. It's like one of the first, well, not one of the first, but a, a, no, a, a an extra step to make a statement that uh, to create equality. You think so? You, the two you, you think they're actually taking that a step though, or I think it's more of like he was saying though. I think they're just like the director is like I've worked with these, you know, well part of at least this yeah. cast, and I know you know in the other two. Roles. I don't know. Well, he might have worked with them too, for yeah, all I know. But sure. obviously, you know, they read the part and they, they got it right. And I'm, I feel like he's just like, this is a good cast. I'm going to film this with this cast and put a different spin on it. Maybe, that's what I was thinking more. Yeah. It's not if, about if like. You go, if you go that way, that's yeah. that's a very that's a very safe road. If you went, that's completely valid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he like, knows. Yeah. Like, like, nothing like, wrong. You mm-hmm. really like negatively. That. Yeah. That's the decision. It, it of the, could have yeah. been. It could have been an open casting call, and he picked yeah. the person who was best for that choice. Yeah. Uh, outside of Kristen Wiig and uh, well, I see maybe McCarthy, he had those in mind. So then he's like, okay, I got two women. I might as well, you know, yeah. finish a team off with women. But you know, yeah, it's yeah. like my perspective is through like a more or less more of a sociological, like philosophical. It would be interesting. We need to talk to the director. Like let's yeah. get him. Let's get him on the phone. We could have. He was at C two E two last year. Was he? But. I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Nonetheless, regardless of... Oh. <laughs> Again, that's a yeah. different podcast. Well, this is going to be well, a deep podcast. Well, Actually, I have a lot to well, say about I have a, I, Oscars. But, yes, Ghostbusters, definitely. I, I said, from what I saw, it looks good. There's I, always going to be trolls, and there's always going to be haters. I Hate really wish Gabe was here for this one, because uh, yeah. especially with the, the next topic I'm bringing up, uh, they finally ca- Marvel finally cast Iron Fist. Blonde haired white, white guy, guy. <laughs> who, who, to be fair, that that, is, was. that that is who Danny Rand is in the yeah. comics. He who goes through this traumatic experience and ends up becoming uh, a martial arts master. <laughs> but it's a white guy as a martial arts master. Hey, why can't white guys be martial arts masters? But a lot of people were pushing for an Asian American yeah. in that role. No, I know, I know. And, you know, it's one thing about nerdum. Going back to people being, like, I'm a nerd. I, I admit that, but at least I'm open. Uh, a lot of people have been complaining that, oh, it's not true to the comics. 
Or, well, it, that it is true to the comics. Oh, it so is they true wanted, to comics, yeah. And they wanted, but everybody wanted an Asian American to play that role for just the sake of diversity. But, but, so you're saying you would have rather it been no, an Asian No, I would have, I want, I, I'm you want perfectly it to be fine. true to the comics. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely fine yeah. with Finn Jones being Danny Rand. Because that's, that's who Danny Rand is to me. But I mean, but the same group of people complained that they made Michael B. Jordan the Human Torch. Are you shitting me? Well, what I'm looking up right now is because cool, you're saying like, yeah. So you think Michael B. Jordan was good as the Human Torch? I haven't, I haven't watched the movie. <laughs> oh, is his origin from like, well, Asian said, descent, or is I it thought he from? More of a Caucasian European. He, well, no, he's he a white. Is, he is a he is white. Yeah. Danny white, Rand yeah. isn't a, a, a full-blooded American. Yeah. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, almost full-blooded American. <laughs> whoa, let's let's <laughs> give up questions on that now. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> but, Caucasian man, a full, it's full-blown Caucasian man. Kind of look at like uh, Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. Where well, yeah, but they, there's no there's no holotype for that character. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this character, there's a holotype. So I can kind of like understand this because it's like you said, they are being true to the comic. So, okay, fine. But with that character, yeah, I mean, that was yeah. obviously that character maybe should have been, you know, that character should have been Asian. Or yeah, American it could have been. Whatever, yeah. But, but. Danny Rand's, uh, it's a plane crash or something like that that he's stranded in. Yeah, the the, uh, the environmental, the wilderness, and finds the mystical city of Kunlun. Yeah, like it may. I don't. I don't know. It could work either way. It could have been. It, they could have easily went with an Asian American or someone of Asian descent. Sure. Yeah, uh, it would have worked. I wouldn't have been against it if they would have done it. it would have been like, okay, that's fine. But I'm completely fine with it being. Well, true to the comics. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's the thing too. It's like you know, everybody. Okay, can... the, the character sounds Asian, but yeah, it, it's like okay, but why can't a white person do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like kind of a. It's, it's it, that's one of those catch twenty two things. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's Master of None kind of tackled this where in one of the episodes. I still need to watch that. It's fantastic. That's what I hear. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched. No, that's yeah, that's Master of None's great. Yeah, but five stars all the way. Uh, but he brings up the he brings up the idea of the concept like with when you go because he does commercials as his character in that movie okay. or that show yeah. Yeah. and one of the episodes it concentrates on him going to an audition and they're like oh and he yeah, does yeah, and, yeah. He play, and the audition is for an Indian character in a commercial mm-hmm. and he does an American accent or his regular voice yeah. for the commercial. And they're like, can you do something more with an Indian accent? And he's like, no. Like, I was born here in America, and I'm going to do an American accent, but I'm Indian. And they're just like, well, they're like, we'll call you. And his point was, like, why do I, since I'm Indian, why do I have to do an Indian yeah. accent? Well, we yeah, remember his like, friend, like, wasn't his friend like, yeah. dude, I'll do Indian accents all day. Oh, and his friend got to part, and he's like, I don't care, I'm, I'm getting paid. Like, yeah. But that's, yeah, exactly. I, I, I totally forgot about this. Um, short Circuit. Yeah. Brown face. does a brown face. Yeah. And I, when he brought that up, 
that was like one of the main examples that he used. And even as any True Circuit like, Two, right? It wasn't the first no, one. It was both. Oh, oh, well, he, had, he had a higher. He had a more involved role role in two because gotcha. what's his face dropped. Steve Gilbert was doing Police Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> the only po- <laughs> only podcast out there talking about Short Circuit. I guarantee you. Hey, it's a classic. Um, but anyways, yeah. So they, he brings it up, and even his even his friends like. That was a white dude. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it, it's okay. So it's one of those double-edged swords where I'm going with is that it's it's kind of I, I guess this is a little a little bit more subtle with the character because you're dealing with a character that's wearing a mask mm. than actually putting a mask on someone <laughs> and like a black face or a brown face yeah. in order to give them. <laughs> Another, yeah, you know, race. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, with this, I think they their decision and their casting was like, okay, this person's wearing a mask, so we can kind of get away with more of an open uh, casting. That person can be Chinese, and they're going to be Japanese. You, you, you can be an Anglo-Saxon white dude. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to wear a mask. Um, maybe that was their train of thinking. Um, and people can take that. Yeah. I, I feel like with something like that, maybe you could. It's like it's like Green Lantern, almost, almost kind of, because Green Lantern could technically be anyone, mm-hmm. white, black, you know, alien, Chinese, well, alien. And the fact that Earth has like, sorry, DC nerd here, yeah. Green Lantern tattoo on my arm. Uh, Earth has multiple Green Lanterns. They have five. Earth has five Green Lanterns. Two white guys. Well, three white. Well. Hold on. Ten white guys. I'm kidding. One one black guy. I think that's it. You have you have Hal, Kyle, and Guy, all white. Then you got John Stewart, who's black, and then you also have an uh, Israeli. I'm spacing his name. I haven't read Green Lantern in a good minute, but. It's it's diverse, you know. Anybody can be a Green Lantern. Yeah, well, mostly white main, guys. Mostly white guys. Here's my main on Earth. <laughs> Everybody else is alien. Here's my main question with the whole Iron Fist thing that mm-hmm. I'll that, uh, make kind of rhetorical, sort of. Um, okay, so again, it goes back to my uh, original question: Is Iron Fist's origin in the comics mm-hmm. is it from Asian descent? No, 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 that's what I see. No, yeah. So with that being said, he then here brings up my other question. What if Iron Fist's character was black? How would you react to that? I, I trust Marvel. Yeah, I, I, I trust Marvel. Marvel Studios. You know, yeah. I, I trust what they're doing. If they, if, if the character was black, I'd just be like, "Well, great, we have you okay, know, okay. 1970s uh, soul." Well, what? Interesting point though. What if they cast Black Panther as a white guy? Oh no, you can't do that. No, no, you can't do that. No, but uh, <laughs> that's crossing the line. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Actually, I, I think this I. Is I still know, but it's hold still, on, hold on, hold on. Iron Fist is a white guy. They're gonna cast him as an Asian, though. So, okay, Black Panther is a black dude. We're casting him as a white guy. But he's he's the king of an African point. country. It's more likely that he would be. Well, black. that's my point. That's what I'm saying, though. But so that's what I said. Just follow the comic book. Hold up. Well, you know, if if they had cast a black guy as Iron Fist, I probably would be a little upset, only because he teams up with Luke Cage, and it. Would own pro- oh, too I many, like oh, it's too no, many black no, guys. Just the dynamic, the dynamic oh. of the comic book team up of Power Man and Iron oh, okay. Fist. You know, they really play off of each other. 
Which, yeah. But I, I would almost see like at the same time it's like they're playing tribute to the seventies uh, yes. black exploitation, yeah. you know. Which I really hope Luke Cage does. Yeah, I, those you know all those movies were fantastic and everything. And well, so, like Black movies. Dynamite. Let's look at Black Dynamite. Yeah, well, well Black Dynamite was kind of like uh, uh, almost a satire of all those films because it was a comedy. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was it was great because it brought back all those features that made those B-rated movies so great. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, one thing, as soon as Marvel heard all the flack, they're like, oh, don't worry, guys, we also have Chang Chi, who's the master of Kung Fu, a completely Asian character that will be heavily featured in Iron Fist. He's, a Mar- he's another Marvel superhero that's going to be in the show. Yeah. So they were just like, don't worry, guys, we got your Asian over here, too. Yeah. Oh, I wish Gabe was here. We, we, our buddy Gabe is super this on. Is, uh, this is his. This is his foray. His this is his <laughs> expertise. Yeah. He, he he works for a website called racebending.com. Really? So it, it, would, it would be nice if he was here, but I don't think he wants to do the podcast anymore. We made fun so of him. We made fun of him too much we, in the past. We so. tend to make fun of him a little bit on episodes that he's not on. Only because, like any other time that we're bringing this up, it, we we try to kind of poke poke at him. Because there was one time where we regular listeners will probably remember this. Uh, him and one of our other hosts got like ye- were yelling back and forth at each other. The argument got so intense. Were you there that day? I at, think so. Gilman's? I think so. Him and Gilman, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was there. I was there for that episode. What episode was that? Huh? Man, I, was I, I don't. I don't remember what we yeah. were talking about. Yeah, but it was. Oh no, we yelling. were talking about Khan. It was the Khan, wasn't it? About the star. It was the Star Trek. It was for um. Oh, it might have been Khan. Yeah, it and he was talking, talking about, about how uh, Benedict Cumberbatch or who? Who real fast? Doctor Strange has Agent Origins as well. To be fair, uh, he, almost pretty similar to Iron Fist, where they're both in an Asian country. Anyway, and they get I think trained. that's what they were argued. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. But nobody's throwing a fit about Benedict Cumberbatch. He's not, he's not like a main character, so I mean, but like in the spotlight, huh? he so, is. He's getting he's getting his own movie. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd say that's more. Oh, you, oh you're saying like series. in Star Trek, though? You mean or? In a, yeah, in a sense. Like, yeah, he's getting his own yeah. movie, but like, is it as main focus, or or is he just like a... No, he's getting his own movie. Oh, no, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Doctor Strange, he's definitely a... Yeah. yeah. But I didn't realize that, so Doctor Strange was... Well, he goes to... Well, his hands he, get mangled, and he can't be a doctor, because he was an actual doctor. That's where he gets the title, Doctor. Huh. Uh, he goes in uh, Doctor Stephen Strange. Uh, but he goes and gets a mystical training and allows him use of his hands and magic. But it's in a it's in the mountains and somewhere in Asia and yeah. So it's the same idea. It's kind really of similar. Yeah. yeah. Very, okay. Actually very similar. Yeah. Except Doctor Strange doesn't have to fight a dragon to get his powers. <laughs> also, just in case you were wondering, Danny Rand fights a dragon. And that's I how knew he gets the power of Are they going to do that in Netflix? I thing? hope they do that on Netflix. Um, <laughs> like, basically absorbs the dragon into his hands. 
And that's why he's the it's dragon, really cheesy. The dragon tattoo. And that's why he has a dragon tattoo on his chest. The boy with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. <laughs> oh I, oh. Uh, well, that, uh, I guess this could directly lead into Oscar talk. Um, neither of you watched the Oscars, I take it. Uh, I, I did watch the, the majority Oscars. Okay, Everyone was gotcha. freaking out about the Oscars. Jesus, that's all I heard for like two weeks. Uh, that's all you people ever hear. People are still talking about it. Hear. Get over that's, it. That's the thing. You always hear about the people who troll about the Oscars. Oh. I think <laughs> that's the new way to get your 15 minutes of fame. Yep, I guess so. Put in 50 tweets about, you know, how white the Oscars were. <laughs> Which, okay, actually. Which they, wa- they weren't. Well, all the, all the nominees were. Yeah. But the Oscars themselves were I was going to actually, I was, well, obviously I knew we were going to talk about this yeah. today. So, but um, I think it was interesting, though, because the hosts are always said this before, like, you know, they announced them how long before? Like, Chris Rock was yeah. announced after the categories. He was announced after the nominations. Oh, so he was, he yeah. was announced after the nominations? See, I okay, I didn't realize I'm, that. I'm, okay. I'm 90% sure on that. I might be wrong. Okay, so that was my... Okay, never mind then. So I guess my argument's wrong. Yeah. But, okay. I was yeah. Maybe the same day, even. Okay. They might have been right with each other. But do they have the host set in stone way... It's like Saturday Night Live where they have the host way before, you know, the actual week of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Okay. Because... Well, they, they that announced. That's what I'm seeing. Like they had Chris Rock, and he, can, you know, now he can make all these race jokes, and everyone's like, "Oh, he was so daring." Which I mean, granted, it was good. Like his jokes yeah. were funny, and yeah. I mean, they were they were great, and they yeah, needed yeah, to be said. I'm not arguing that, that but I'm just yeah, like, yeah, you, sure. like they knew this was going to happen, so it's just like I feel like this is a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Even if they named the nominations, then the host, it's like, okay, we're going to nominate all these white people. Who are we going to host it? Chris Rock. <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Now, like, like I said, if they nominated all of these people or whatever, whatever happened, like if they was Neil Patrick Harris as a host, and then all these and white he sucked people last year. Okay, no, well, whatever. Nobody, nobody I'm just saying for an example. I'm just saying for an example. Okay, so think of the whitest person you can think yeah, of yeah, beyond yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Um, so, like, say they were the host again, and then they named the nominations. Okay, now it's a real controversy. Yeah. But I feel like. It was somewhat... I don't know. I just feel like it was somewhat planned. Just, like, everything. I don't know. I, I doubt it was planned, but they were probably... Well, after yeah. all the... Like, before they did the press release... I, I'm wondering... I, I don't know if they were the same day. But just uh, in case they were, it would have been funny if they were like, we don't have a single black person nominated. Let's switch them. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's ask Chris Rock to host, guys. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking, too, is, like... When, how no, exactly. far in advance yeah. did they pick Chris Rock? Were they, it was pretty far. Did they have someone in line or a, a small line of people in, uh, that could possibly be the, the host? And then when this whole, you know, white bomb thing came yeah. down, were they just like, we got to have Chris Rock to make We, we were going to call Neil Petra. So he hosted what? the Oscars he hosted and last the Tonys? Year. Yeah, last well, year. Well, because wasn't he like the best thing that happened at Tony's? Yeah, yeah. He was great for the Tonys. Did not translate to the Oscars. Yeah. Huh. Um, who was it? Who was it? Ricky Gervais did it a couple of years ago, and he made fun of everybody, and everybody was butthurt over Ricky Gervais making fun of him. <laughs> Which, what, what do you think is going to happen when you get Ricky Gervais? Um, and then, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it was one of the, one of the hosts that's, that he's done multiple times, famous comedian. I know Seth MacFarlane did it one year, and people weren't hot on it either. Yeah. 
whatever they. Call I thought it. I actually I, I don't like Family Guy or any of his other shows, but I actually thought he did a decent job as host of the Oscars. But uh, he's in he's one of the main characters in the comedians. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, from the fucking. Uh, <laughs> The, oh shit! I can't even think of the movie I'm trying to think well, the, of. Yeah, the the, the, uh, Western movie, the right? West City Slickers, yeah. yeah. But he's always, uh, he's uh, like what's the, the what's choice. the main guy of the City Slickers? I see. Throw Mama from the Train. Um, shit! <laughs> what is his name? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. He had that HBO special, the uh, the hundred. Hundred Nights or whatever, shit. Or uh, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. <laughs> oh, Billy Crystal. Okay. Why can yeah. I remember He's Billy Crystal? The safe choice. You know that show was canceled, by the way. The, the comedians. comedians. Yeah. Oh, that's why it's on Netflix now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he's always like the safe choice. It wouldn't be surprising if like he becomes the next host. Yeah. Again. Too. Yeah. Crystal. Um, but uh, actually, Chris Rock was genuinely well received. Yeah. And, like everybody liked what he did. Yeah, I, I, that was uh, the highlight. And, but like you were saying, you know, it was, even though the nominees were all white, mm. the, the Oscars was, it wasn't the white Oscars. It yeah. was, you know, it yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. all white. The, the, only, the only thing that I have on that is that they always, it seemed to me, is that they had, like, token appearances. Yeah, yeah. Rather it than... It, uh, it, what's her name from Clueless? It was completely awkward. I was like, why yeah. is she here? And then they, like, one of the... up just out of nowhere yeah. to me it just seemed like they were trying to be diverse for diversity's sake mm-hmm. rather than what you should do when you're trying to be diverse is create the appearance of normality yeah and I feel like they were just trying to basically I like that he was taking jokes on both sides of the yeah. argument he, he wasn't specifically alienating anybody mm-hmm. he was alienating well I guess he, he was kind of alienating everyone not just a specific one or the other. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Um, before we started thinking about Billy Crystal. <laughs> and then I started thinking about Billy Crystal. I'm sorry. Um, shit. Uh, no, I, I, I will say I think it's a travesty. Creed wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Well, what about, too, like Michael B. Jordan as Best Actor? Well, may, I don't know if he deserved Best Actor. What? You don't think so? No. I, no, but I think Ryan Coogler d- should have been Best Director. I think the film should have at least been nominated for Best Picture and Best Director. Okay. And Best Supporting Actor. Because Stallone... Oh, okay. Stallone, I think Stallone should have got that, that award. Yeah. But then again, I haven't seen Bridge of Spies. Uh, Bridge of Spies might be an amazing movie. It didn't win Best Picture, but it might still be an amazing movie. It's Steven Spielberg, so you know that's good enough. Mm-hmm. I'll at least watch it at some point. Uh, where was I going with this? Um, shit, I, I had I had an argument that I was going to say and I can't remember it. Uh, oh, I I did like one bit in the Oscars where he was uh, where Chris Rock was at a movie theater and asking people what their favorite movies were. Uh, or, like, they didn't know yeah, any of the Best Picture nominated that movies. Was a really good play on the fact that. When you watch the Oscars, all the nominations are movies that like nobody watches. Yeah. Which again, to your point, very valid. Like why Creed wasn't given that much credit. Yeah. Or um, 
uh, uh, the other Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Both fantastic films of yes, last year. Yeah. Yep. Two of my favorite films of last year. Even though I didn't see Straight Outta Compton before I did my top ten list, so it wasn't on my top ten list. Well, it was one of those movies that I did within the last two months I saw because I just you know like that everyone was talking about it yeah. and how it wasn't getting that much credit and so but then at the same time like how does like Spotlight like I haven't seen the movie. I just watched it yesterday. He just watched it yesterday. What's so great about that? But, well, okay. Oh, hold on. I to mean, I'm fair, sure we were, we're going to talk about that, I'm sure. Um, but. Spotlight kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it didn't win anything leading up to Best Picture. Mad Max won six and didn't get Best we Picture. We see, but Mad Max is a pretty well-received movie, though. It in was. In hindsight. Oh, well, I'm it just was, saying, yeah. though, yeah. Like. Uh, we, it was, I think, uh, The Revenant got four, which... Revenant, yeah. That was another, um, yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Revenant. Revenant. I've only seen half of the Best Picture nominations, and you know, I didn't see them until after the Oscars. But I have no problems with Spotlight winning Best Picture. Was it the best out of the ones I've seen? Actually, I think it probably was. Uh, out of I've seen The Martian, Mad Max, Room, and Spotlight. Yeah, well, all fantastic to in their own own degree. But I, well, I I feel like. Mad Max justifiably won the correct nomination. Yes. So a lot of it had to do with makeup and design. And yeah. that movie was visually stunning. Yes. Um, Creed, of course, I haven't seen yet, yeah. but I hear it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way... Um, it's on my app that I, yeah, I see. Yeah, well, but it, it did... Um, Stallone was Stallone, nominated. He was nominated. He was, but did he write that? No. Ryan Coogler, the director, wrote it. Oh, okay. Because that was the thing that I was finding with it. Mm-hmm. it it's technically... A Rocky film. Yes. Um, where he finally plays the trainer. Yeah. And then I was. Well, he did that in Rocky Five too. But yeah. And ended up still fighting. Sure. And then I was thinking to myself, like, did did Sylvester should he be getting credit for writing this? Because I feel yeah. like he's getting nope. nothing other than his acting role. In yeah, he did. He, he didn't. It was uh, Ryan Coogler who did uh, Fruitvale Station, mm-hmm. uh, which is another great movie. If you guys, it's on Netflix. If you guys, you guys should really check it out. Uh, also starring Michael B. Jordan. Um, but Ryan Coogler came up with Creed even before he did Fruitvale, which was his first feature film, and was able to pitch it and basically got a greenlit before he even made a feature film. And it, he went to Stallone and was like, I have this idea. And Stallone didn't know who this kid was. He was just like, whatever. Yeah. kind of. And then he read it and was like, yeah, we're doing, I mean, we're doing this. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of a spinoff, but yet a sequel. You know, kind of again going back to what we were talking about with Ghostbusters, yeah. it's honoring the past, but yet moving the story forward. Yeah, it it, it, it it's like one of those dream Cinderella stories. Like mm-hmm. it's as if like one of those uh, fan Star Wars fan films actually got like yeah. a spinoff movie. Yeah, for sure. Their fan films, which we'll talk about that at some point as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, going back to that, like, okay, so I haven't seen uh, yeah, Spotlight. I'm not exactly sure. I was completely watching Spotlight last night. I was completely like, I didn't take my eyes off the screen. 
I, I don't know about you. Well, you no, no, it's, the, the film was really good. I don't know. It wouldn't win Best Score by any means. I, I was going to say, my one complaint was that weird, every transition, that weird score. But no, other than okay. that, the movie itself the, the, was great. The, the score the great. is yeah. comparable to like an after-school special or Lifetime. I was going to ask you if that was nominated for Best Score or I not. I don't know if it was. <laughs> I hope it was. <laughs> we probably should check that. I, I, I feel like Spotlight was, Best Picture was one of the, It had uh, a couple acting ones, I think. Yeah. Which the acting was phenomenal. Yeah. Mark Ru- Mark good. Ruffalo. There was just so many characters too, like so many great actors. Oh, well, Mark in Ruffalo. Um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. The good luck charm. Rachel McAdams. The good luck charm. Michael Keaton. I, actually, I just saw something. Uh, I hated Michael Birdman. Keaton. So Spotlight was oh, leaps and bounds better you, you than Birdman. Like, you hated Birdman. I, I loved hated Birdman. Birdman. I, I hated Birdman. I hated it. So happy that that won Best Picture. Yeah, no, me too. Not me. Uh, not me. I feel like. Oh. What did you love about it? You know, I, I think I, I had a discussion with you. You're like, you have to be a performer. I, I think you I do. guess so. Well, I no, guess so. No, I, 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 I think it's, think it I think it's a movie for a certain type of people, like person. I think it's it's for a person that has that. No offense, a more creative <laughs> side. Does that make sense? I, I, I don't know about that, but I would I would say that that movie has been the closest thing to science fiction that the, that's ever touched the Oscars. Oscars my opinion. <laughs> Besides Mad Max? Well, but Mad, Mad Max just got for digital yeah, and yeah. visual. Yeah, hell, it beat Star Wars out on a couple it's categories. Great, it's great that it won those awards, yeah. but it wouldn't even come close to getting back to Best Picture. No, I agree. Um, I, well, Avatar, yeah. Aliens, Star Wars. I mean, Avatar did Star, Star, Wars, Star Wars won Best Picture, the original, didn't it? I think. What about the, the Lord of the Rings oh, okay. won something? The Lord Not of the Rings directed. The Lord of the Rings won something. Lord of the uh, Return of the King won seven. Yeah, that's true. So Including best director and picture. Break. Yeah. Um, but typically, when it comes to science fiction, yeah, that's more of like fantasy. So you're saying fantasy? Not yeah. Like well, what about what about Burton with science fiction though? I don't. Know. What do you? Well, I guess just because like he was talking to the Birdman or whatever. Uh, it like, depends on which way you interpret the film. Yeah. Completely, yeah, which so. way? We got no, that yeah, film's I, up to okay, multiple I mean, interpretations. I, I guess I see what you're saying, but I don't know. I just Birdman was man. Birdman was bad. I, but I, I Spotlight Birdman. was good. I, I like Spotlight. Uh, actually, Michael Keaton was, was just good. nominated. Score aside, I thought Spotlight was. Uh, Michael was Keaton good. was just cast in another another film that will be coming out later this year called American Assassin. So Oscar winner. Right there. Uh, I'm wondering if this will be out for best. Yeah, we already know. <laughs> He seems to be a good luck charm as yeah. of uh, yeah. Yeah. And who would have thought? Actually, speaking of Michael Keaton, I just want to bring this up real fast. Uh, DC publishes a book called Batman sixty six, which continues the adventures of Adam West's Batman. And they were able to introduce characters that were never on the show, such as uh, Harley Quinn, Two Face, uh, a couple characters that were never there, and it was really in tone with the, with the show. It, I've read a handful of it, and it's a fun book. They just released a bunch of stuff from a canceled project called Batman 89. Oh. Which continued Michael Keaton's Batman. And they released artwork. They were going to introduce Robin. We would have had Billy Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent as Two-Face. That was one reason Michael Keaton didn't come back, is that they were like, we're going to incorporate Robin. You know who was cast as Robin at that time, right? Oh, it's... It's somewhere in the one of the Wayans brothers. Yeah. One of the Wayans brothers was cast as Robin. 
I feel like Michael Keaton is has always been one of those underrated actors yeah. that's like will never unfortunately re- receive. I mean, if you think about it, he was in Spotlight. He was in Birdman. Bird he was nominated for Birdman. Yes, he was nominated. Got pretty close, but he's always been at that. Who age. beat him last year? Ooh. Uh, fuck. No. Uh, I think about that. Um, you know. Uh, was it? Um, I know who it wasn't. Leo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever played the famous. Uh, Into the microphone. Sorry, I, I'm not thinking. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm spacing it. Well, what else was nominated? What, what, who could it have been? I don't remember. I, I want to say it's Perfect Mind, but that's not the right movie. No, uh, no, Perfect Mind, Beautiful Mind was quite quite a ways uh, quite a ways back. It, but it's one of those kind of like <laughs> historical feel good movies, I guess you would say. Oh, uh, okay. J.K. Simmons won Best Supporting Actor. No, I'm trying um, to bother because I know who this is too. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't remember as. I mean, either. I can't look it up. But we but just can't have. Dead noise on the radio. Uh, the yeah. Theory, um, the theory of oh yeah. Oh, Eddie Eddie fucking oh. Redmayne, who I can't. Yeah. Your stand. favorite actor. I can't stand Eddie Redmayne. Your favorite actor. Uh, he's okay. The same year that you win Best Actor, you're also nominated for a handful of Razzies. Good job. Well, here, okay. Well, that's like Sandra Bullock. Yeah, she did that too with The Blind Side yeah. and uh, the movie with Bradley Cooper. All about Steve. I'm gonna be. This is where I'm gonna be a little more troll, but I feel like. His performance and the results of him getting Best Actor that year was like clear Oscars. Hold on, hold on. Can I can I say it? Yeah. He went full retard. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. He, in a sense, what? No, no offense, guys. He did that role like quote unquote. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tropical Thunder, fantastic film based off of that. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. alone made that movie. Yeah. but yeah, based on his. Ooh, hold on, real fast. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. nominated for Best Supporting Actor, lost against Heath Ledger for The Joker. So just just throwing that out. Yeah, there. but that was good. Heath Ledger yeah, yeah, was yeah, good yeah. as The Joker. Yeah. But uh, Batman can be considered science fiction. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, fair okay. enough. Fair Got enough. You. Um, but I always feel like when the, the, if you can do a great imitation of uh, of an actor that has sort of like obstacles to go through whether it be like mental physical yeah you're on it's like it's automatic win to be an Oscar and I feel like that stereotype has to end yeah now, yeah uh, in my opinion yeah uh, I always see that it's like it's like a reoccurring motif in all the Oscars if someone plays like, did uh, I am Sam did, did I, I think so yeah, yeah. Bill, oh, uh, again, Billy Bob Sam, Thornton yeah, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton because I think that's what they were referencing uh, in Tropic uh, Thunder. Hanks. Well, Tom Leo Hanks. too. Leo was eating you over for Yeah, but yeah. I don't even know if he was nominated for that. Uh, he, he might have. Maybe that was his first one. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't but, know. I mean, okay. I get it that like it's if you can pull it off, fantastic. But I feel like you can't just give him an automatic gold card just because no. of that. No, I. This is their episode of Entourage. You said you play gay or you play. Uh, Mentally disabled, yeah. and you automatically get an Oscar nomination. Like they said that up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's my troll, right yeah. there. Because didn't yeah. Sean Penn win from win for Milk? Milk, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but he didn't. He, he he just played. Yeah, it was. I think it was kind of a different yeah. singular story, but. Eh. Huh. 
we I feel like a, a lot of those movies like, it has a historical basis mm-hmm. and it really does seem like yeah if you have a historical basis Birdman aside I'd be, I'd be interested to see the, the individuals and hear the perspective of like who picks these movies at the Oscars mm-hmm. you know is it is it a very traditional group well I, I feel like it is I feel like it could be similar to the, the MPAA when they do the movie ratings. Uh, there's a great documentary, I don't know if you've seen it, this film is not yet rated, mm-hmm. uh, where they go into the rating system. I almost feel like it might be like that. But actually, uh, the uh, I believe the Academy is voted by peers. If you've won an Academy Award, you are in the Academy. Hmm. And it's the people that have been, not, I think it's either nominated or who have won that are voting on the, the stuff. So Interesting. So it's not like a particular hidden group no. of elites, basically. No. <laughs> the 1%, no, I, 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 the right. 1% <laughs> running everything. I'm not Duh. sure. Duh. Duh. Who do you think's voting on the 1% percent voting on Which, I mean, that's what the MPAA is a hidden group. You do, their, their identities are not known. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the Oscars are just a group of peers who have been nominated or who have but won. They are, are, is, that's, that's a large yeah. I wonder if there you have to have, be nominated so many times, maybe, or actually have won so many times. <laughs> well, Sorry, Leo. I, I feel like <laughs> nominated. I, I, I feel like a win would to be in the group. I have a feeling a win would get you in. I feel like a win would get you in. So maybe like Meryl Streep with her 100 nominations would probably in it maybe 12. Maybe yeah. Because that's never been disclosed. Yeah. Actually, I think it is. I think it's kind of like the electoral college. It's kind of like the electoral college. They, we don't know. I, I think it is public knowledge. We're just... I'm, Who's in the electoral yeah. college? No one knows. That's a different podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll have a debate special at some point. We're a presidential... Really? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, man. No, John Oliver did enough of that last week. Make <laughs> Donald Trump... I love his, Drumpf, uh, his Drumpf Drumpf again. most current like episode. I haven't watched this week. He, he, goes in, he goes back into his original because last episode, the, the week prior to the newest one, the the Drumpf? the Drumpf. and then he does this new episode. And he's like, everyone, all all hater Trump fans who were watching last episode, hello and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes into his regular international. Nice, <laughs> good. I, I still loved when he did the church. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. my uh, good lady or something yeah, like yeah. that. Oh, man. That's a great show. Please stop sending us your seed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But if you guys haven't seen Spotlight, go check it out. It can, I feel like, besides score, it ding, completely, ding, ding, it completely ding, deserves ding, Best Picture. Ding, 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 uh, I was completely ding, stuck watching that movie. Ding, like, I, ding, ding. Normally... Like, I'll pick up my phone, look at my phone or something. But it kept, but I, it kept me completely For two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. Because they had to make a score and transitions. And but it was good. It was really good. It, I, I liked it. it after, after I got done watching it, I looked up the actual article, the Spotlight uh, news the article. The Globe from, article or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Boston Globe's Spotlight article from yeah. uh, January 6th, 2002, where it uncovered this huge... Well, the plot of the movie is about the uh, the clergy scandal in the Catholic Church. It was two thousand six, two thousand two. Oh, two. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
that makes sense. Well, the movie takes place over the course of yeah. 2001. No, yeah, I, that's what I figured. That's why if you said 2006, like, they took a while for me to get that. No, 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 no. Okay. Great film. I, I was actually talking to, uh, well, that was R2-D2 on my phone. Uh, I was talking to one of our managers today, and he, I, I was telling him I, watch, I watched it, and he was like, oh, how was it and everything? He was like, yeah, I don't know if I could ever bring myself to watch that movie. Just because his brother-in-law is a Catholic priest, oh. so I, I could understand if that was a, could be a, a tough subject to uh, to watch. Well, actually, my roommate—it's funny because I grew up Catholic. Not that I'm like you know like a Christ Catholic now mm-hmm. or anything, but he's like, how could you like? What do you think about this movie as a Catholic? And well, I, don't, I mean, I don't have Were you I'm not a priest or anything. No, no, you were no, also no, in the no, boys. No, no, but but, but, but I'm just we were saying, in the like, boys no Scouts together as well. <laughs> No one in my family's a priest. I'm just saying, though. No, I mean, I feel like it wasn't like it was just showing the article they were writing, and I think the article that they were writing needed to be written, regardless right. of how you stood on it. I mean, people should be informed that this was going on. You yeah. know what I mean? And, so and it's not you know, so much about the priest, but it's the fact the church was covering. Yeah, it exactly, exactly. So yeah, and I mean, and again, it's not like it was like a you know like a hatchet piece against the church or anything. Yeah. It was just you know telling the story of this. You know, group of reporters or whatnot, and mm. yeah, no, so. yeah. Um, also, uh, neither of you have seen the room yet. Highly recommend watching it. Uh, it was phenomenal. Brie Larson won Best uh, Actress. Um, yeah, I, I can't complain about that at all. Um, my my only slight complaint. It's kind of a movie of two halves. The first half is super intense. Because I, I don't know if you guys know what the, the plot is, but um, her and her son, who was born in the room, she's been a, a, a captive for seven years. Her son's five. Completely, his entire life is, is the room. And uh, about halfway through, they get out, not telling you how, but the second half of the movie is them adjusting to life. It's like what happens after the credits roll in any other movie. Hmm. So say you had this long action thriller or whatever, or this long mental horror film almost, what happens after that yeah. is what that entire second half of that movie is. So it's like continuing the, the what happened after the first saw, like you got out of the room. Yeah, room, yeah, you know? kind of. It's uh, just kind of like... Holy shit! I can, and I like that. It's like they they build you up to that cliffhanger, but then then they're like, nope, we're gonna keep on building it. Well, it, it doesn't. It, it, they have that huge, like midway through. It's almost it's a two hour movie, and it happens almost at the hour mark, yeah. where okay, now they have to adjust to normal life. Hmm. Like how how does a kid who was in this room for this this kid, he was actually nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the age of seven. I think he's seven years old. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. But how do you go from spending your entire life knowing one thing and only knowing that thing yeah. to adjusting to the world? You're stuck to a, a small area and they have a TV. He thinks the TV, like everything in the TV is just fake. He doesn't think they're real people. The only real people are the captor, his mom, and him. Like they have one like skylight window, so he can't see the world. He doesn't know what's outside. Yeah. How do you adjust to that? 
And it, once they get out, it kind of focuses more on him than her. Sure. Which is my only s- slight well, issue, but... Because it, it, that would make sense that they would focus more on a child because mm-hmm. he has missed a lot of yeah, social yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The harder for them or him to, to adjust. Adapt. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been sociological studies considered unethical now um, where they've done that. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of times it's, it's uh, like the child doesn't actually survive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've, well, what they've done, we even now too, like they haven't like taken children away, but they'll do like studies at least like children from orphanages and they'll live far less than like, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, regular children or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like if it would have won Best Picture, I, I would have been okay with that too because it's, it's kind of, it's almost completely different. I've never seen a movie that picks up after, well, does the after Oh, 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 hold on, our music's kicking. Now we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but yeah, I've never seen a movie that has done that. Like, name any movie that shows you what happens to life after the, the climax. You might get a couple minutes yeah. of them returning home, but you never or get Or you don't put the little words up like they did in Spotlight. In Spotlight, yeah, yeah. They, they show you, oh, Here, such and such happens. A picture happens. of the soldier or whatever. Yeah. Not in Spotlight, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. but it'll be like, he lives in here now. Or yeah, yeah. Two exactly. weeks after yes. that, he died. Yeah. Or, well, sometimes it is, but yeah. Or, or, yeah. Kind of like 12 Years a Slave. Uh, they, it was like, oh, he disappeared 10 years later, never to be heard of him from again. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is kind of funny. You go back a couple of years with the Oscars, and it was compl- almost completely black. Yeah, Twelve Years a Slave, Selma. I, maybe they weren't the same year, but I think uh, Twelve Years a Slave it was the year before yeah, Selma. It was yeah. Yeah. Billy Crystal. They they had a very big tribute to a particular movie. It can't come. That yeah. doesn't come to mind. But before that was Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. They did like back to back type stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think I think what happened was partially they had all of that and then it kind of streamed back to the traditional structure of yeah. an Oscar and the people started getting like pissed off <laughs> uh, so would it, be, would it be surprising if they go back to that probably but yeah yeah the Oscars the, the Oscars is one of the most traditional events yes broadcasted for for 88 years this was the 88th Oscars it's been Pretty white. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, just the structure in general yeah. is very traditional. Well, you know, one thing I one thing I kind of liked this year, each nominee was given. Well, they submitted a list of people they yeah. wanted to thank. Yeah. That play scrolled at the bottom of the screen instead of doing it during your speech, which sped it up by like an hour. Yeah. It's amazing how it almost ended on time, which I was like, huh, that's a first. Stuff like that, I guess, to make it more time efficient makes mm-hmm. sense. But structure wise, I mean, like, George Clooney. Globes, that is so lax. Yeah. George Clooney didn't win the Oscars. It's like to the T professional. Yeah. Did, did George Clooney win the Oscars? No wonder if he's done on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my phone is just making all kinds all of noises. All my, all my games are like, you haven't played in a minute. What are you doing? Uh, oh, I was going to say something before I got interrupted by Homer Simpson. Um, shit. There's been a lot of that. I know, right? <laughs> there, there has been. This is, it's, 
Oh, shit. What was I going to fucking say? Um, a lot of distraction. Fucking phone. Why isn't that on silent? It is now. I already did. Uh, shit. Someone, someone say something. Someone chime in and I'll talk about up. the Oscars ending on time. Yeah. And uh, the, thank you. Yes, yes, I was. Transition. Yeah. You talk transition into the, the fan Wars film? Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars didn't win anything. It was nominated for a handful of things. I, I, I think it should be Mad Max for sound editing. My one problem with the first time I saw Mad Max, I didn't quite understand a lot of the dialogue. No, that was my, that was my big thing with Mad Max was the story and dialogue. I mm-hmm. feel like that, that was its weak point mm-hmm. uh, when I saw it. I didn't see it in theaters, and I wish I did. I, I did. That's it. I was just saying. Stuck. I actually yeah. said that the exact scene same where thing. In the sandstorm. Yeah. While I was just like, I wish I would have seen this on big screen. Yeah. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it just surprised me that Star Wars didn't. Well, I think that's like a curse that Star Wars has. With George Toy Boy Lucas has <laughs> never and will never. Well, which granted, it would have been George Lucas. But I'm just saying. The Oscars can go up to ten Best Picture nominees. It's open to that. They can go for ten, and I think they should have included Creed and Star Wars for Best Picture, because a nomination is still a hell of an achievement. Sure. I think it should have been nominated. For how much? How much? how much fame that it created mm-hmm. uh, I mean it, it, I, I think that movie restored the Star Wars oh for sure in, in a sense so, and, yeah, and introduced it to a new audience as well sure it, it, it continued exactly what George Lucas, Lucas started with the first one mm-hmm. um, and I don't think it, rec- it was recognized that much but again like, I, that's why I keep on saying you know, movies like that with like science mm-hmm. fiction type movies never get recognized yeah, I, I'm trying to think uh, last strictly science fiction the last two strictly science fiction movies I can think of that were nominated for best picture were Avatar and yeah. District 9 yeah Avatar though yeah, yeah what Avatar, Avatar it was, was. It, it didn't win it was no no it, it got okay. beat out James Cameron lost to his ex-wife for uh, the, uh, the, the Hurt Locker yeah was it the Hurt Locker yeah. oh, okay yeah, I think yeah, Actually, Avatar still won. I thought I think it still won a few. It won. It won it, awards. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, I I hate the story for that movie. I think. Av- oh yeah. I, no, I, I, I yeah, like effects in that. I don't like but, yeah, Avatar. Yeah, no, if it won like best picture, yeah. Yeah, I I don't like Avatar, but, but I I can't help but be like uh, yeah, I enjoy. It's a visually entertaining movie, uh, completely. The technology that Cameron made for that movie is just insane. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see when the second one comes out with Star Wars. Well, it just got he pushed it back. They, yeah, they yeah Fox pushed Star it back. Wars pushed it back. So did Avatar, which I thought was interesting. You would think that he would use that that time as an opportunity, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe he's just doing maybe it's maybe it's all you know intentional. you're uh, you got a good box office movie when James Cameron is scared. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like. We, if, if it was now, I mean, comparing apples and oranges, but if you look at like gaming systems, mm-hmm. getting out first is always like prior. Like not for the Dreamcast. They were a, they were nine, a year nine, too nine, early. Nine. The Dreamcast made several bad mistakes with their launch. Yeah. One, they didn't launch on a on a major holiday. Yeah, biggest mistake right there. Yeah, 
and the second mistake was they didn't have very good launch games. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it was... They could have waited a year. Traditional, like, it was, it was, it was, those games were part of a culture... I feel like launch games are really never good games, though. But, um, so I don't think the Dreamcast is, like, a good example, but... I, I think it is a good example. It was a whole year earlier than what it should have been. Yeah, I mean, it came out a year before the PlayStation 2. Yeah. But the PlayStation 2, with its reputation, came out on a holiday. Mm-hmm. During Christmas, yeah. and it had solid. It had Metal Gear Solid. No, I don't think PlayStation Two did come out during a holiday, did it? I remember I got my PS Two on. I, I got my PS Two on Christmas. Prior to that, I, it was out for quite was, a while. And Metal Gear came out at Christmas. I think it might have came out maybe that summer before, it, but even if it came out like during summer or during. Like, I mean, Dreamcast came out in September. I mean, that's fairly yeah. close. I feel and like it one, wasn't much different. One launch game Dreamcast had. Resident Evil Zero. No, Resident Evil Resident Veronica. Resident Evil Veronica. Crazy Taxi. Sonic. Yeah, but they all. Uh, they all those are all pretty solid yeah, games. Yeah, they I are. Mean, <laughs> yeah, but they're also the like the main out of a small group of yeah. games that had. Yeah. They did have some solid games that Nintendo did pick up on, like Master Star Online, Sonic. Mm-hmm. Over. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, all of those games ported over. Code Veronica, I mean, yeah. you know. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of an interesting point. Why did the Dreamcast fall so flat? I think part of the reason the Dreamcast fell flat, too, is it didn't have a DVD player or anything, whereas PS2 had a crap And DVD Xbox. Player. Yeah. And PS2 Xbox. and Xbox yeah. both had DVD. Yeah. And, I mean, but it also had, it, 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 it they are the front runner to creating online games. About games? Yeah, yeah. Where did Game GameCube I mean, fall flat? Horrible, That's what I'm saying. I feel like Sega had a lot of. I don't. I don't think games. the GameCube did fall flat. It was around for that entire game, like generation of consoles. This I almost feel like this is a different podcast okay, than what we're okay, talking fine. about. But, Speaking of different podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what were we talking about before we got? Uh, we what leading, was the point you were trying to make? We were leading into. Oh, we were talking Star about Wars. Avatar and yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah, and, yeah. and the Oscars with Star Wars. Yeah, you were trying to make a point with the video game thing. Uh, oh, no, about how to. That's keep... what I was saying. It was like it's almost it's kind of apples to oranges that with video games, it all it a lot is focused on the first one getting out, mm-hmm. and then they use that as like the pedestal to like setting that on a pedestal on for the next game consoles. Mm-hmm. You have to you've got to hit that, uh, but with. Oh, what were we talking about? Mo- movies. movies. Movies, it's the opposite, or whatever. It's not, it isn't almost like, it's not really the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not the opposite, but not the same. Yeah. All right, we're back. That's what people will do. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, we, I was trying to segue from Star Wars over to, there. Uh, yesterday, there was a Star Wars fan film that was released, Called Darth Maul Apprentice, that uh, it might it might have been a couple days ago. It just started making waves yesterday, but uh, very well done. Oh yeah. That guy has a job now somewhere. Yeah, that for him. That 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 fan films up to four million views on YouTube. That's more than what most people go to the movies. Yeah, I mean, I remember I when I watched it with you was the first time. I do recognize 
rec- I did recognize it when I was doing one of my web searches. Mm-hmm. It what detoured me was they had they took a horrible screenshot of his face in one of the clips. And, oh really? And, just, and I was just like, that doesn't look like Darth Maul at all. I'm not interested. Gotcha. But after seeing that, I was just like, wow, they, the makeup was spot on. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, the Palpatine, I thought. You, you thought it was. I you still think that Palpatine is from the movie, no, and they. No, he, I don't think he's so. over, but that's yeah. Yeah. But it looks good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a gray area with fan films. Most yeah. fan films are technically illegal, so. Didn't know that, but I guess it makes sense if they're not making money. If they're not making money, like there was a going back, we did an interview with uh, Adi Shankar, who is a producer for what he calls his bootleg universe. Did you see the gritty Power Rangers short film that came out about a year or so ago? They did a Mortal Kombat one I was watching that was that was on the cinema. Oh well, I mean, I don't know where it was on. I'm just yeah. saying, like that yeah. was that was in a legit web series. Oh, yeah, oh, still, yeah, I've seen that, and they're actually in the works of making a movie. Yeah, based oh, on that. that. Oh, yeah. huh? Because instead of continuing the series, they're just like, screw, we're just gonna make an actual more movie. Yeah, which we also had him on the podcast as well. Uh, whose sister? It's uh, I can never pronounce his last name, but uh, Kevin Tanka Tankatron or something like that. I can't pronounce it. Uh, his sister's one of the executive producers on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's married to Jeb Whedon. His, it was her brother that did the Mortal Kombat series. Oh. And has also directed a bunch of episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but Adi Shankar did uh, the, Pun- the great Power Rangers from a year or so ago. He did uh, the Punisher fan film that brought back Thomas Jane as the Punisher, uh, Dirty Laundry. Uh, which was kind of a sequel from the Thomas Jane Punisher movie, but he calls it his bootleg universe because they're they're moving they're fan films essentially. Continuing on where the other ones kind of left off, or yeah. Telling a story aside from that, yeah, exactly. And uh, the the owner of the Power Rangers, uh, Saban, I don't remember his first name, but it, I'm sure you recognize his logo at the end of Power Rangers. He's been the, the owner and producer of the Power Rangers since we were kids and always had that image of people like the people around the world holding hands or some shit. Uh, he was trying to sue and had no grounds to sue because he didn't make any money off of it. He was trying to sue for copyright infringement for using the Power Rangers when... They didn't make any money. He was comp- so it's like, how much are you suing us for? Well, yeah. we can't give you any money. Yeah. And it was kind it started to question whether or not people are allowed to do this and like it was because there's a huge market for Star Wars fan films you, yeah. you can look up see a ton of well them. I always say like I feel like how are you going to stop it though once you make something you know what I mean like yeah. people enjoy it it's yeah. like that's part of it like yeah it's I guess so oh for sure talking about like freedom of speech Hey, how's it going? Hold on, I'm going to pause it. Yeah, we were interrupted there. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, it could be a whole other podcast. It's, uh, it's inter- like, I would love to do a fan film. Like, I think it would be fun to do, but 
then you're in a lot of gray area. But like like I said, this guy has four million views for this Darth Maul short film. That dude's getting a job. Sure, he's getting a, he's getting a job that branches off of that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you know views really translate to money. Yeah. Oh no. Well, no. as you can tell, there was no advertisement on that. Like exactly. he he didn't make a dime off of that. Yes. So I mean, the way he probably came about to come up with that whole production is that mostly come from regular donations, mm-hmm. and it's like a not-for-profit organization. You you do it to break even. Yeah. Uh, but there's no profit lines, mm-hmm. right? That you stop right there. Yeah. So I mean, I don't see any reason why that's a bad thing. It's just like any of us having a have a, a fantasy in our head of what a great Star Wars movie would be like. Yeah. We're there, they're just getting to the next level of projecting. Yeah. Um, it also happened to, uh, here recently, uh, CBS and Paramount were, uh, there was a Kickstarter up for a Star Trek prequel web series. And Star Trek is a, has a little bit more headroom for stuff like that. But there's been, there's been a ton of others. Uh, Star Trek also has almost as big, if not bigger, than a Star Wars fan. Ultimate, like, Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It has more... Uh, I can't draw any names, but this, that, that universe has more headroom to do that. Yeah. They've allowed it. Uh, whereas Star Wars has been very much, especially when Lucas was around, mm-hmm. everything had to go back in. Yeah. And now that Disney has it, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably even harder. Probably, probably. Now there's more, yeah. more hands in the cookie jar, so to say. Yeah. That's a dab right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but CBS and Paramount, who own Star Trek, got this shut down. They got this fan film project shut down. Wow. So when does, when do, where's when do the, the where's the line? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, what makes what what is what constitutes not for profit, for profit, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. copyright infringement. Like that's yeah, we can talk about that for another hour. Yeah, of course we could. <laughs> well, I, I guess that makes a good. We covered the, all the topics we wanted to, and even maybe have a forum for for later. So uh, we're at an hour and basically twenty minutes. So I think it's good to call it a day. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm David West. That's Soniac. I'm Taylor. All right. You can find us on Twitter at Kind of Epic Show. You can also find me on Twitter at David West underscore K O E S. Twitter at What's an Etzel? What is an Etzel? <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> and you're not on Twitter. He's basically replaced Gilman. Gilman didn't have a Twitter either. <laughs> yep. Uh, All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit the space bar and talk to you guys later. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest.
All right. Peace out, everyone. Keep listening. We'll